Hi, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. I'm Carl Nicholson, and for today's podcast, <clears throat> I'd like to talk about decisions. But first, I wanted to just wish everyone a happy holidays, as it's a holiday season here in the United States, and I just want to speak a blessing on you that it, it's a good holiday season wherever you're at, a good time for you and your family, and a, a, a thank you to listening to Origin Gates podcast, and um, hope it's a blessing to your life. Um, appreciate you listening. Also appreciate the other speakers who speak on here, and also the founders, Grant, Ian, and Mario. So thank you all. So for decisions, I'd like to try to give context a little bit, sort of how I approach decisions, and um, as a military type minded person, and also as a son and give a little context hopefully and um, that it be a blessing to you. So the word decision um, means there's a few definitions. One of the definitions is a formal judgment. And um, so jumping right into jumping right into it. One of the, I think the best place to really talk about decisions is to go back to the very beginning when Adam and Eve are in the garden and Yahweh puts that tree there, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and says, don't touch it. <laughs> um, and you know, he, what else did he say? He said, you, you may eat of every other tree. You may eat of all these trees, um, <clears throat> but uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you, you should not touch it for the day that you eat of it, you'll die. Um, so I, here's one of the, here's what it's not. Here's what I believe it's not. Um, over time, it seems like one of the doctrines that has come in as, is, is as if there's two trees there in the garden and there's a choice to eat from one of them and a choice to not eat from one of them as if, God set us there and gave us a choice. So here's where I jump into military stuff. So when I joined the military, um, I thank God I was able to join voluntarily. Uh, some nations, people aren't. They have a mandatory <clears throat> season and time they have to serve. And sometimes people are drafted depending on the nation's situation. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. If they're at war or something. So, uh, but I did. I was able to join voluntarily. But once I sign those papers and have my name on the papers, I essentially um, am making a trade there and uh, I give up rights to myself basically in turn for um, the the honor of serving and all the benefits that come with serving. <clears throat> so for uh, you know, 18 and a half years now, I've not made my own decisions of wh- what I want to do every day <laughs> and I'm not in control of that. And um, that's the first thing I would say to give context to what was going on in the Garden of Eden is, and and I'm a believer of this, that heaven is not a democracy. When God created us, it was not made a democracy. Um, What does the word democracy mean? It means, uh, the the Greek definition of it means the people rule. Um, That is not how he made it. Did he intend on us becoming rulers? Absolutely did he make us have dominion? Yes. But did 
did he, but is his kingdom a democracy? No, it's not. There was not a choice. A choice, the definition of choice is a selection between two things. And most people, uh, you know, doctrinally wise over years have associated that with the garden as if he put us there and set a choice before us. I would like to suggest today and declare that Yahweh did not give us a choice in the garden. He said, clearly, you may eat of all these. And he said, clearly, do not eat from this one. There was no choice. And this is so important. And and one way I'd like to, you know, <clears throat> hammer this home a little bit is when when Jesus in the new. Um, when that centurion came to him asking for a miracle. Uh, and Jesus said, I'll come heal him. He said, Lord, don't, he said, don't let him come to my house. <laughs> he said, uh, <clears throat> I have people under me and I say to one go and he goes and one comes and he comes and Jesus, what did Jesus say? He said, so fascinating. He said, I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. Um, because this guy understood that it was not a democracy and the power that comes from government. So when God created us and he put Adam and Eve in the garden, there was not a choice. There was a decision that was made. There was a formal judgment that they made. They did not have a choice. Um, and, you know, so just to expand on that a little bit, like, here's the deal. I, I understand I don't have a choice to serve God and neither do you. We really don't, y'all. There is no choice. There's a decision you can make. You can make a decision not to, but it, there is no choice. It's not okay not to. What I've found is that there is nowhere else to go is one thing. You know, remember Peter saying it. He's like, well, Lord, where else are we going to go? You got the words of eternal life. That's one thing is true. There is nowhere else to go. I don't have anywhere else to go. Um, <clears throat> but here's the other thing. If I can do it with joy, something that I have to do, and it's an honor, it's a pleasure to serve God, just like my country. I love serving my country. I love being in there. There's things I don't like. But the, the, the greater benefit, the greater reality behind it is it's a great, honorable, and, po- and powerful thing to do. And I, uh, but in Yahweh's kingdom, there is no choice. But if I can do it with joy and I can do it with a good attitude, the, all the benefits of the kingdom are mine. Um, also, I would kind of describe it like this. The, in, in, um, in Psalms, David said somewhere, he said, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. And I think this is another thing to give light about how awesome it is serving God, because we have lines like we have, though we have boundary lines. I have these boundary lines of things I can do. And the boundary line stops of things I can't do. And that, that really is the intention of when, when Yahweh put us in the garden to learn what he was trying to teach us from the tree of knowledge of good and evil is uh, it was a boundary line that he was trying to teach us something because the same way that we gain knowledge through the time spent walking with God and, and eating of all the other trees, there is an equal knowledge that is learned by not touching that tree. We're not supposed to touch. He was trying to teach us something. He was trying to, he gave us the clear rule, do not touch and the clear rules of you may eat. The, it works, the, the principle works the same. They're both rules, not decisions. I mean, not choices. Um, they're both 
they're both rules. Do not touch because he wanted to teach us that there's a knowledge to be learned by not touching something. And that is essentially where our boundary lines are. We do have boundary lines, y'all. There are things we can't touch. And and if we're going to grow and we're going to mature in Yahweh, we've got to not touch those things he said to not touch. We've got to make formal choices, a formal decision, a formal judgment is what it is, a formal judgment to to do the right thing, to, to not touch the things we're not supposed to touch and let those boundary lines fall. Here's what it is. The boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. And here's what I've experienced is that what Yahweh does is my boundary lines, my boundary lines are always there, but Yahweh expands me. So as I expand, my boundary lines still sit there, but they just sometimes they sit in a different place. Not because they're still there. Clearly, it's just God expands us. <laughs> so that's why the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places because they move. It's not that I can never touch them. There's a, there's a, there's a, fruit from a tree that I do not have the right to touch and I will never have the right to touch it. And I'm okay with that. But I'm telling you, the the lines have fallen for us in pleasant places. Continue to not touch that thing. Even as we grow and as we mature and as we expand, don't touch that thing. Let the boundary lines stay where they are. He expands us. The lines don't have to go away. He's an awesome God. <clears throat> I'd just like to close out with this. Here, here's, here's something about um, decisions. I've, uh, the maturity of decisions considers the end state. And this is what I would say about when I make a decision about something and, and just to bring some light to, because I think you will, you will testify the same within yourself if you think about it. Um, a lot of times, as I've grown in maturity, as I'm growing in maturity, what I've come to understand about my own decisions is now... As I grow in Yahweh and become more mature, when I make a decision, I'm look. I see the end of the thing. Like when I'm making a decision now, I I don't look at it as right now. I look at the, I see the end of the thing, and that's the eternity that it, it says Yahweh has placed eternity in our hearts. And I think this is what we're supposed to develop to and grow in. And when there's that. When we know that if a decision I'm going to make is not going to end in eternal life, I don't want to make it. I think that's the that's the growing and maturity is maturing in our the all the decisions we make, so that we see the end of the thing, right at the beginning of the thing, and that that we make those decisions that are right, and 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 so sometimes it's our gut telling us something, right? Sometimes it's the word of God and just the written word knowledge that we know that the end of this thing is right. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes I, what I experience is I don't, I don't know what the end state is. I just know I'm making a decision based on the principles that I believe in and that I trust and, and I'm within my boundary lines. So even though I don't, maybe I don't see the exact end state of something, I know that it's within these boundaries of the decisions I can make. So I'm staying within my boundaries and, and I'm looking to know what the end of this decision is. Um, a great man of God said to me one time uh, in conversation, he said, you know, he was talking about how he the success and the sustained power that he walks in, in in all areas of his life now. And he was saying, 
you know, he said, I made a few good decisions at the beginning uh, of his walk. And uh, that was so fascinating to me because what he was saying was he made a few good decisions that 30 years later, 40 years later, um, contribute to sustained success of the power of God. And that's, those are the decisions I want to make. I want to make the small ones that are right, but also what are these great decisions of things that I know I can make right now that, that will not only end in eternal life, but that will mean great success for me and for everybody I come in contact with 30 and 40 years down the road. That's the decisions. Um, and the, the way I want to approach, um, decision-making. God bless you, and um, just know that that your decisions um, can create uh, momentum to where you want to get. And and uh, just Jesus bless that that momentum as you make the right decisions and stick with it. And also um, may your decisions uh, also be an impulse that stops the momentum from bad decisions when necessary. Let's make a good decision today that that works as an opposite reaction to bad decisions we've made in the past and stops the momentum from going in bad directions and continue along with good decisions um, that that are going to push us towards the right momentum uh, and the right end state. God bless you. Shalom.